0: This morning, to anybody who's visiting or coming back the first time in a while, it's good to have you here. At the beginning of this school year, the chaplains at Harvard University elected their head chaplain for the year. His name is Greg Epstein, and he is an atheist. As you can imagine, that has drawn some positive attention and some negative attention from a number of corners, Greg Epstein wrote a book, intriguingly titled, Good Without God. And we might imagine, first and foremost, ourselves, but also kind of experimentally, Greg Epstein, running up in front of Jesus and saying what this young man says to him. Good teacher. What must I do to inherit eternal life? That is what a lot of people think Jesus is. Not truly human and truly divine, but just a good teacher. And then it's important to to pay attention to what Jesus says next. He says, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. Good without God. Interesting. Often, our experience of Jesus, our perception of him, can get kind of clouded by impressions we have about maybe what he says in the Gospel or what other people have told us. Uh, And so it's really important just to pay attention to scripture. If you watch a lot of YouTube videos, you know that excellent and pertinent question, what does the fox say? It's also important, maybe more important to ask, what does the text say? And so this is what Jesus then says to him. He goes through seven of the commandments. The way we go through them, usually the first three pertain to our relationship with God, and the remaining seven pertain to our relationship with our neighbor. And so Jesus names just the seven that pertain to our neighbor, and... Greg Epstein uh, was raised in a Jewish household, so he might even be able to say, with this young man in the Gospel, Master, all of these I have kept from my youth. But then Jesus says to this young man, you are lacking one thing. Go, sell everything you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. Jesus seems to suggest, actually, that there is something he is looking for from us that is more than just following the commandments. There are lots of Christians who don't follow the commandments. There are a number of atheists who follow a good number of the commandments. If you're an atheist, I would contend you probably cannot follow all of the commandments because the first commandment is you shall love the Lord your God. If you don't believe the Lord God exists, you probably can't So you can't follow all of the commandments if you're an atheist. But you can follow a good number of them. That's not what Jesus is suggesting here. He seems to suggest that there's something more that he's looking for. If Jesus were looking for you and for me just to be well-behaving rule followers... He really could have saved himself all of the pain of becoming flesh and living with us. It would have been much easier. You know what he would have done? He would have written a car manual. And he just would have dropped it from the sky and given everyone a car manual, and we would know what rules to follow and how to behave in the way he wants us to. And it all just would have been much simpler. But Jesus doesn't say to this young man, go sell all you have. Give your money to the poor. And then come follow rules. He says, come follow me. And can you live a decent life? Follow a good number of the commandments as an atheist? I think it's possible. Yeah, no question about it. But you know, we're surrounded by these these beautiful mountains here. Can you live a good a decent life, follow most of the commandments, and never ever seen the Adirondack Mountains. Yeah, sure. Yeah, not a problem. But it really does make a difference, right? Those of you who have lived around these mountains and seen them, it changes a lot of things about life. There's goodness and there's beauty that you perceive in life because you've been around them, spent time with them or on them. You see things that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. We're invited almost into a kind of relationship with these mountains that surround us, that form us, that we look on continually. God didn't just create us to follow rules, to behave according to a pattern he set. He made us for a relationship. At the end of Jesus' life in the Gospel of John, he says to his disciples, I have called you friends. And that journey Jesus made to call us friends cost him everything. A God who wants to befriend us and is willing to die so that he can be your friend is not something that Greg Epstein's world has room for. But man, I have to say, as somebody who, at a certain point in my life, was an atheist, that's a long story for some other time, I'm so grateful that every time I fall and I fail, which is often, there is a God who forgives me in the sacrament of reconciliation and waits for me and calls me his friend. Can you have a decent life about that? Yeah. But is life really different with that? Yes. I don't know if you like the band, you too. They have a song called, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. And it seems to be a kind of oxy reflection on a person looking for God. But I think that some of its words also speak very beautifully to the way that God is pursuing us says, "I have climbed highest mountains. I have run through the fields, only to be with you, only to be with you. I have run, I have crawled, I have scaled city walls, only to be with you. And then Bono, who was once a rich young man, who's now a older rich man, says, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. But maybe the Lord who made those mountains, who created us for a relationship with him, looks at us and wonders, questions. When we receive him in communion this morning, when he approaches us in silent and sometimes invisible ways during the week, and looks to our heart where he desires a home and asks when he sees us, have I found what I am looking for?